listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Skater Belt saying, Patty Melt saying, Monte Carlos and El Dorados. Why would you pop up in the middle of my song? God damn it, Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> and El Dorados. I'm waking up in my slumber feeling like Rallo. So follow us to Showtime at the Apollo minus the Kiki Shepherd. What about Odin the Leopard's print? Wait, what about the hoe in the leopard's print? Oh, that's what he said all them years. Okay, I didn't even know that. Uh-huh. Teddy, Pender, grass cooler than Freddie Jackson, sipping a milkshake in a snowstorm, left her throat warm in the dorm room at the AU. We blew hay too. After least my cake you, but you must have me mistaken with them statements that you make, huh? Ain't nobody dope as me. I'm just so fresh and clean. So fresh and so clean. Hey, welcome to the Black Outers Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we are in the house on a uh what appears to be a saturday mm-hmm. uh and of course because it's saturday that means we got to do feedback mm-hmm. okay um now this is a feedback show so that means uh we will talk about all the things that you guys wrote in to the show about we'll talk about uh all the uh we'll play the voicemails we'll read your emails uh we'll read your five-star reviews okay because that's the kind of podcast we have we're very responsible receptive reactive podcast okay uh but first and foremost we got to react to the people that gave us them dollars Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so let me play the songs We got a new one, uh, and I hope it's pronounced Melanike, or if it's not, write in and let me know how to pronounce it, or we can just go with Mal for now. Mal, recurring donation, brand new. Go to the new members class. Got a one-time donation from Jason, who says, I know it's not much, but I truly feel it's necessary to give a token of my appreciation to your amazing show. I'll drop what I can when I can. It won't be much or often. But it's what I can do. Thanks for your insight and entertainment. Oh, oh, and this is from Desiree. Okay, thank you, Desiree. Thank you, baby. Who would it like this? Anytime you drop something in the collection plate is on time in my book. Mm-hmm. The bills still do. I'm trying to tell you. We appreciate it. Uh, Cecil H. Recurring Donator. Thank you, Cecil. Uh, B. Cole. Um, Recurring Donator. Thank you, B. Cole. Mm-hmm. Uh, Linwood C. Recurring Donator. Thank you, Linwood. Thank Noel W, recurring donator. We got a one-time donation from Sting and Scott, t-shirts and designs. Oh, okay. Actually, this is, uh, for us to get passports. So they gave us enough money for both of us to get passports. Um, oh, thank you, baby. Cause I had, my man, Majin Sting. Yeah, he hit me up about that. Thank you so much. We, we're we're going to get both. We're both going to get them. Now I ain't got no excuses. We're going to get them. Say, so only order the passport book. The passport card is essentially useless for overseas travel. Thanks for all you do. Sure, man. Let me go and get out this country while I can, and while the getting's good, and I, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. we can always broadcast from overseas, y'all. I'm trying to tell you, you know, we already internationally long, you know, <laughs> we'll be t- we'll be uh, doing like the Obamas, uh, walking uh, freely without a care in the world, taking pick our feet. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a recurring donation from Derek. Um, thank you very much, Derek. We appreciate you, and he's a brand new recurring donator. Thank you, Derek W. Harold W. Recurring Donator. Thank you, Harold. Candace H. Recurring Donation. 
kimberly m oh yeah kimberly uh, i think that's falcons diva recurring donation thank you baby uh q h recurring donation i hope i'm pronouncing that right right in if i'm not pronouncing y'all's names right tony h recurring donator thank you tony pamela a b with that recurring donation cynthia d recurring donation thank you cynthia damian jackson who i am for real recurring donation celeste m recurring donator we got autumn w with the recurring donation joy m recurring donator thank you very much joy my brother rodney recurring donation um speaking of which it was my nephew's two-year-old uh birthday last week uh two okay. yeah I don't know yeah he too i mean look how big that baby is <laughs> anyway um i uh i um got him some gifts and i can't wait to bring him by uh tyvon s recurring donator thank you tyvon and that's everybody play me out uh visiting choir from atlanta oh man i still remember when that album came out because i'm old all right guys uh no that was college um oh yeah the, yeah the, yeah the, the previous album this, uh, i remember the southern, southern playlistic was when i was in high school that was when right. bbt still was playing music videos i remember watching music videos yeah of, then i uh, came up with so much music like yeah well hold on a minute how old was i you couldn't even escape you couldn't get away from uh miss jackson come on i'm like, sorry miss jackson was, Ooh, yeah i am for real that shit was straight Never up everywhere yes i apologize a trillion like times. i got sick of hearing that song it was song so much but i, <laughs> I still love that song to this that day that song goes uh anyway man uh let's talk about the people that left us five star reviews on itunes and stitcher uh we got three new ones on um itunes uh actually four new ones on itunes Woo-hoo! um this is rod and karen the dynamic duo by at i do more thanks sk8 so i don't know if i do more than oh i do more than skate mm, got it <laughs> this podcast is on point like big mama sunday dinner starting list started listening to this podcast at the start of the new year and i have not looked back rod and karen provide insight valid logical observations with candid wit comedy and satire karen's laugh is infectious and like a hug from your aunt who smells like cocoa butter and sweet potato pie oh thank keep, you keep doing what y'all are doing y'all are gonna be bigger than lenny bruce <laughs> much love <laughs> with some uh Not lenny bruce i can't tell the emojis because i'm on my computer but it's at, 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 i do more than skate thank you oh thank you y'all we feel so loved like the feedback show is one of the i like i love all our shows but i really look forward to this show because this show is all about you and it let us know that we're working hard and you appreciate it and you love us and it just means the world to me it really does y'all mm-hmm um i got another review okay guys this is from c knowledge who says i love the podcast rod helped me grow five stars hello i've been tweeting but i was like f that let's get let me give rod a can a five-star review because i don't know why finding richard simmons is number one so let's get the blackout <laughs> tips on the charts right because he missing somebody want to find that man ah uh, that is such a morbid show 
I have I've had it in white people news for two weeks now, and I just haven't gotten around to reading it. But I'm not a fan of that idea. That's such a white thing to do. That man just might want to be missing. There are real people that are missing that need to be found, and these motherfuckers are eh, anyway. Real people, come on. Uh, um, I love the puns, and it's a and and the it's theme music. Uh, just oh, I guess the game theme song music. Just hit the button for me one time, thanks. Um, uh, I don't know which music. With, with oh the csi okay it was it um it auto-corrected to it i think oh okay <laughs> which i could see that <laughs> that's a very weird csi corrects auto-corrects to it that is a very yeah. weird thing to do i don't know why they would do it but uh yeah i'll hit the button for you there you go <laughs> my favorite music too sometimes if it don't make sense i got to hear it ah. also rod when i first listened i had to challenge myself to grow on some issues especially uplifting our sisters i love black women but have now uplifted as rod has done rod thank you my only challenge is the transgender bathrooms in schools because i have a little girl and just can't understand how this is okay but i'm hoping that the black autism will continue to help me grow sorry for the long review i was excited oh an old girl from the voicemail last week is solid is she single lol bye <laughs> i mean she might have some issues dating somebody that's a little transphobic i mean we never know um yeah i don't know man I mean, we're gonna keep talking about it i mean it's very weird that people are make i think it's more weird that people are making a big deal out of the bathroom than this idea of you know we need to do this that and the other and, and like have tolerance and teach people i, I find it more weird that this it's it's very much a random dividing line i think when it was you would understand the the intolerance of like a colored bathroom Mm -hmm. you'd understand the intolerance of a colored water fountain in hindsight but at one time people thought that was a real solution to racism you know they so um at any rate I, i think what's gonna take a long time for people is to realize that transgender people been existing like this isn't this ain't nothing new dog just because we have the new words and new terminology and new visibility to people who are trans that are actually able to articulate and speak to these things and um and have their issues put voice in their own words and stuff just because we're getting that i think there's a lot of people who think well that means it's new but it just feels so fucking silly man they've been you everyone's been using the bathroom your whole life why make it an issue as if this was a phenomenon that wasn't happening until recently like no people were going to the bathroom and nobody had any problems now we want to put a rule in place with the threat of rape to children when when it literally is backwards you're really going to have people who look as they present to the world as men and and they're walking they will be walking into women's bathrooms because that is the world that somehow people have convinced themselves is 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 makes sense and it's all out of bigotry that that people have even thought got to that point so you know i i I do understand people are on their own path and shit but i I do hope that um at the very like i'm not idealistic i don't think we can get everybody to see everybody's point of view but i would love to get people at least to get the fuck out the way right and i think from my perspective uh a lot of older people 
are slow to change let's keep that real a lot of people that have been in the world and in their mind this is the way the world quote unquote should function we have a tendency to reject or it's very hard for us to adapt and adjust i guarantee you your child it's probably a lot more accepting to some shit that you're worried about is going to affect her. She's like, oh, dad, that's cool. She might even have a classmate that she's cool with that you don't know that presents to you as female body. You know what I'm saying? People just have these assumptions that as a parent, uh, everything you do is for the protection of a child, which is true, but sometimes people use their children as an excuse not to grow sometimes because your child should not be the excuse for you not to be willing to accept this change because the thing is you're going for well for the protection of my child your child has already been going to the bathroom with transgender people you have been going to the bathroom with transgender people so once you get down to that it's not a problem until people made it a problem and for a lot of people most of our lives when you are in the privileged group because if you're straight you're in the privileged group you never had to pay attention you never had to notice so for a lot of people they never had to pay these people attention quote unquote and so it's brought to light and when things are brought to light everybody's not accepting to it and i understand it's growth that you have to change and i want you to continue to be understand to it and don't be close-minded but at the same time people with this the thought process you have is why these people get discriminated because you go well it's a problem and all of a sudden when you do that you you're complacent to these ridiculous laws and so you don't challenge them you don't you don't against them you don't tell them how ridiculous it is it's like and from for most people that are privileged the 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 whatever the normal is it's okay with you because it doesn't challenge you in any way shape form or fashion yeah so you know and also i think when people look back on history man a lot of people are gonna look really it's gonna look pretty bad Mm -hmm. to look back and be like yeah i used to think that was okay to discriminate against people and i think a lot of people you know their children are going to look back on their parents and like the people that raised them and be like how some people look back and go well my granddad he was a good man but he was racist and da, 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 da. i think people are going to look back on that because i don't think society is going backwards on this so um it's up to it's up to to people to get on board man. and i hope that people can get on board because um i think there's gonna be a lot of people who look back at this and pretend that they were very forward thinking and progressive and social but every time i see a picture of like uh, a black kid integrating a school and you see all those white people around them making those faces it's like everybody wasn't on board so where did those people go and i think that's kind of what's gonna happen with a lot of this shit is you know people are gonna fade back into society on some like uh, i don't know it was crazy when everybody was transphobic i don't who knows what that came from but yeah at any rate um i just i just don't think the practicality is there for the idea of like something's gonna happen to my kid if we don't pass laws because technically you didn't have laws on the books for any of this for years and nothing was happening so you telling me you were never worried about your kid in the bathroom until someone brought up a law you know what i mean like now keep in mind these laws are apropos of nothing they don't this they're not we're bringing up a law because there's just been a string of of rapes going down in these bathrooms and we are passing this law because we're in an epidemic 
nothing happened there there wasn't even like a salacious case of like remember that one girl that got raped by that transgender man like none of this shit happened but people are losing their fucking minds because at the end of the day you just don't want transgender people to exist and if we think we can come up with some set of rules that will make even using the bathroom uncomfortable for them they will just go away and they'll just make the choice to not be trans anymore and i don't think and i'm putting all that in quotes obviously but i don't think um people have thought it through because they don't realize it's not a choice for people and they're not going anywhere right so so get used to it and they've always been here and the thing is as a parent when it comes to the bathroom even before this law you were like, I'm protecting my child from everybody in the bathroom. And that right. was everybody across the board, straight, gay, trans. It didn't matter. As a parent, your job is to protect your child from the bathroom. That's why you have parents, male and female, that go into the opposite sex's bathrooms for the protection of their child. A lot of parents were already doing this. You were already doing this. This law does not change your behavior. And right. that's the thing. A lot of people act like now they're doing something and they're being more aware when baby when you were already doing this as a parent these people were already in there you just didn't care because it wasn't a thing so now all of a sudden you're going to fucking panic because you're like okay now i gotta look for these people too they were already there this is nothing new mm-hmm. um this is us uh from queen one two three love one two three who says hey rod and karen i've been listening for a while now and i really enjoy the two of you after listening to the last this is us recap i had to go search it on hulu the first episode already got me jerking tears and i'm not the emo type at all lol i'm hooked on the show and you guys keep up the great work i love when y'all launch into petty uh to punny tantrums i love the humor and intellect y'all bring me every day hugs and kisses aisha thank you thank you baby oh and before we move on back to the uh previous one baby keep going now that's the thing we we want people to continue to grow and one day we want you to get to the point where it's not an issue at all because it's actually not an issue it's not an issue sometimes unless you make it an issue but go ahead baby oh yeah yeah nah you're right i mean i um i'm glad that uh the things we're saying are pushing you towards you know kind of uh learning to to be more open-minded and accepting of people um and you know i i don't even like those words necessarily but i'm using them because that that i don't want to be idealistic that's about the most i i think you can really hope for most people because we don't really relate to each other we don't really have empathy for people other than ourselves in many many cases um i i think the most you can do is at least aspire to let people live the life they want to live as long as they're not hurting anybody right and transgender people are not hurting anyone Mm -hmm. i don't understand the animosity people have towards them because it seems very much about i have a box everyone has to fit in my box and you guys are this change is making my notions of what i was taught as as a child about what's a man and what's a woman and what the bible says and all this shit is it's making me very upset that you won't just conform to my worldview right and i'm like i it doesn't matter you know like even though i don't believe that um a lot of stuff with gender and sexuality is necessarily a choice even if it was it shouldn't matter no if people aren't hurting each other if everyone is of legal age and shit like that i don't understand why anyone has a problem with adults living the life they want to live and why that would have any bearing on um you know what your child is doing or whatever you know and, and and low-key 
it you know it's super fucked up whenever we bring up something with gay people or trans people or anyone who's gender queer when people start throwing out shit like what about my kid because you're essentially saying they're gonna like be pedophiles or do something to your child um which which is so weird and so counterfactual um if it's yeah it's just fucked up man if you worry about somebody fucking your kids you need to be worried about other men to be honest because men are the number one sexual predators on the on the planet right in every single case it's some version of some straight man um that or just a man that is that you got to worry about someone who presents as a straight man is the normally the person you really got to worry about doing something to some child so i i don't know why we get into this like you know it's this gender queer person that's obviously the threat like if we're just if we're just uh profiling people you know (laughs) it was seen straight men even in these laws that people keep talking about the number one thing they keep saying is straight men are just gonna come in the bathroom and start raping people that's really the fear so you really don't fear transgender people Mm-mm. the scapegoat is trans giving all these transgender people rights is gonna get me raped by straight men so even then it's kind of uh some bullshit right. man like they should have to pay the brunt of um uh, of everybody's bigotry because straight men are the real threat it's so right. weird right and it's also one of the things like you said I, when you look at a lot of things from race um you have to think uh i don't know if this person is black i'm just under the assumption but it's just one of those things where you look at it a lot of white people are very complacent when a lot of these laws and stuff was getting passed mm-hmm. years ago they didn't fight against it they you know they were just saying oh my gosh if we if we integrate schools i, well, I got to worry about my kids you know, we start integrating bathrooms. Well, I got to wrap up my kids. Something that wasn't a problem. But, you know, they didn't fight against it. They didn't, they weren't in an uproar about it because whatever the norm was, which was segregation, was okay. And I'm not okay with the norm when it affects other people's lives. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Um, but thank, you know, appreciate you writing in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got another five star review. This, this love is real from Busting Loose. Five stars. I've been listening to this podcast for years now and the love is real, yo. 1397 Ben Carson just got lucky. Karen's pun after Rod read the story about the guy who bites his wife over some chips. Well, uh-huh. were they kettle chips? I was done. Hilarious. Love you guys. Thank you. <laughs> I had to know. Mm hmm. Uh, I don't know if that was a pun. I think she just really, I really wanted to had know. a question. Yeah. Yes. So you just never know it, Karen. She's a a loose cannon out here. <laughs> that matters to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got the hard hitting questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. Uh, we also got some five star reviews on um, Stitcher. Got one. Uh, Ali Shepard says five stars. Dynamic duo. I just wanted to say I love listening to you, to you, Rod and Karen. You all, uh, wait, y'all are like the play cousins in my head. I don't have much to say, so I'll keep it brief. I try, I try to listen to my to you guys every day or at least every week. I just wanted to say you guys make my day and make me laugh and smile with what's going on in the world sometimes you have to laugh to keep from crying and i can't forget the facebook group too they like my second or third family smiley face well i just wanted to say both of you both of you do a great job and keep up the great work thank you mm-hmm. i'm glad you uh can enjoy the facebook group yes and and, sh- and shout out to Quita. uh there can only be one loose cannon that's her i guess i'll be loose cannon number 
uh, uh number two a little cannon because you know she mm. number one <laughs> mm-hmm. uh we also had some comments on the website woke with jokes was our feedback episode um and we had three comments on a feedback episode Woo-hoo! um let's see who had something to say uh desiree says oh or that maybe desiree but it has two e's at the end uh oh god oh rod you thought my vote for syrup on grits while saying you might want to discount my vote was peak whiteness well i can one up you i'm now giving feedback about a feedback show sorry y'all the whiteness just permeates it's like sweat (laughs) i don't want it to come out but it does and i'm like well fuck it it's here everyone can see it might as well claim it holy shit holy shit y'all i'm in my garage smoking right now and i just heard tire screech and what sounded like three shots and now sirens for real not a joke it's just uh, it's just great to live in small texas with a bunch of white people who never cause any trouble damn i fucking hate this town anyway i wanted to <laughs> i wanted to speak on y'all's conversation about ac hbcus obviously i can't relate too much but your conversation particularly karen's comments made me think about my seventh grade reading class by a very rare chance our class for the first semester was all female female teacher as well it was fucking awesome imagine over 20 girls in the possibly the harshest most confusing time of their lives being able to openly talk about all the white boy centered books we were required to read our conversations were so free and so full of input from everyone from the cool girls to the quiet nerds like me without boys judging us or worry of boys judging us and we felt we could state our real opinions and thoughts on any subject as conversations about a certain book often veered into larger conversations that one semester made me genuinely want to send my daughter to an all-girl school of course that's not an option in my particular tax bracket and yet i'd never send my sons to an all-boys school it's the closest parallel i can personally relate to uh boys stifle the opinions of girls while girls help boys understand something outside of themselves white people stifle the opinions of black people while black people help white people understand something outside of themselves we all need a safe space sometimes the problem isn't within that space the problem lies within the people who get to count everywhere as their safe space and the sh- and shit on the rest of us who don't see what's so great about their fucking space correct i'm 100 percent agree with you baby yeah the only thing i add is um it's weird because i do feel like different people outside of your um group like marginalized people often do end up helping people to see shit they can't see it's just it also takes that burden and that toll on people and that's one of the reasons that you know like you said all girls school hbcu um those kind of things offer spaces for people where they can actually um be free kind of yeah, you know? and and to me, it's one of those things, <clears throat> in my opinion, it is not fair, even though it happens, it is not fair for a lot of times people that are in the privileged group look at people in the marginalized group, every single person in the marginalized group, and just assume that you're supposed to carry this burden, like they're not supposed to do any fucking thing, and that's why a lot of times you get, well, explain to me, and explain to me, and a lot of times, for a lot of people, they're like, I'm not explaining jack shit. You either get it or you don't. And a lot of times it becomes a problem because the people in the privilege group just feel like because they're privileged, I have the right and you Negro or whatever marginalized people person is just supposed to tell me because that's what all of you do. You always have protected me and shit like that. And you go, no, no, we're not doing this. And then that's what you deal with the backlash and the tears and the falling out because they don't understand why I want nobody explain to them. But there are people out there that are 
helping and willing to change and all that stuff but that not trying funny don't do that shit for free get paid for it that's the thing you want to learn pay me to learn because it's a burden it's a heavy burden and it's it's it drains you mentally it drains you spiritually it drains you physically and that's something that a lot of times people in the previous group didn't just not understand uh and writes in i'm also posting feedback to the feedback show my original comment about the trump advisor being racist and the hbcus meeting with trump was not meant as a dig at the hbcus i was directing the last part of my comment at the trump administration oh okay this is the person that wrote something like um they think they're playing chess and i was like i don't think the hbcu people thought they were playing chess she was saying or uh yeah ann was saying that um the uh trump administration thinks they're playing chess by making that that photo op of course uh they the trump people think they are playing smart uh multi-dimensional chess by playing uh nice with certain minority groups in front of the media meanwhile the general public can figure out that they deep down inside they are white supremacists by simply researching the history of any cabinet member or advisor my point is that they are trying hard to cover their hatred yet failing yeah and plus by their policies they're going to continue to pay uh to pass policies that hurt people of color and uh think that they can hide behind a photo op and it won't work uh b touch says hi rod and karen first i didn't want i did want to thank you both so much for the calendar i did receive it but i haven't had a chance to put it up yet i'll take care of that very soon second about moonlight versus brokeback mountain moonlight is a better film overall brokeback is a more controversial uh, more conveniently formatted film with a lot of very nice location cinematography of mountains and sheep the storytelling left me a bit cold and moonlight does a much better job of making me care about the leads other than being about gay men the two movies are extremely different and anyone who calls moonlight the black brokeback mountain put uh gets the purple uh, gets the people's eyebrow from me it'd be like saying they uh when harry met sally is the same movie as the notebook brokeback mountain lost the 2006 oscar for best picture to crash the movie about race and intersecting stories that people found very polarizing angley did win best director for brokeback however well be touch would know um you know he sees everything and uh he's also from the say something nice podcast so we've been on there before mm-hmm. um so yeah i i mean i haven't seen it i still i haven't seen bro back now i'm not gonna say i will i ain't gonna promise shit all right then but go uh, ahead. never mind no, 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 no. i mean you might watch it but go ahead no i was gonna say i still feel i, I just still remember looking back and going um that was just it was something about it just felt like white people shit at the time Mm -hmm. and i just didn't i just wasn't very interested in seeing it um so i don't know i haven't gone out of my way to look for it i'm I'm still behind on so much other shit but you know if i ever get a downtime maybe i'll take a look at it i don't know uh oh yeah and i wouldn't say that in a mean way but i was just saying don't 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 look for no review for brokeback mountain for me (laughs) yeah i I wasn't accusing of being mean uh which is better empathy or sympathy 89.58% 89.58% said empathy is better than sympathy. And sympathy is uh got 10.42. So, there you guys go. Uh we often hear those terms together, empathy and sympathy. But if you just had to pick one, 90% of people say go with empathy. Uh we had episode 1396, The Passion of Trump, where we had all the guests on from Shadow Dog Productions. Mm-hmm. And we had Chris and Shanti and, and all kinds of Thatcher, Dexter, 
that was that, fun. uh danny was on with us mm-hmm. um we had a few comments phd 2014 says each week hell each day the show gets better and better love all of you uh amani says see y'all gotta think of the franchise opportunities with toilet snakes what if the plumber was an italian dude and his brother that's right you just rebooted super mario brothers and snakes on a plane crossover we're in business ah great episode and y'all really handled the unbridled optimism that divorced from the real world consequences well um so we talk about dan danny uh layla says look for like I have to literally look for good in a person means you ain't shit. And in the words of Big Sean, I don't fuck with you. <laughs> Little stupid ass bitch, I don't fuck with you. <laughs> LOL. I don't look for nothing but my check deposit every other Friday. Rod, at one point I felt a, hey, oh, you poor sweet soul fitting to come out of you. Great convo. Respect was oh, given oh. all around. Huh, Karen? No, I'm, la- I'm laughing at that comment. That Justin Timberlake comment. Oh, yeah. Great convo. Respect was given all around. Um yeah i I mean i personally enjoyed that conversation uh i know we didn't get to play our games and and all that stuff and uh, it kind of got derailed because um uh danny was kind of going on for a minute um uh i think trying to be like fully transparent with people and stuff uh with her whole thought process um but i don't know i felt like it was a good conversation it was important because there's a lot of people that think like danny and you know i'm not trying to vilify people like that i'm not you know especially you know being a black person like i think sometimes we do put so much pressure on people to have the quote-unquote right answer and we don't we'll say we're not a monolith but then when someone presents a a point of view outside of that we really will bash them even with them not really saying like like they don't even have to be saying like there's so many people that say like truly repugnant shit like um you know like like where they with they like they really like um we're involuntary immigrants or uh um slavery shouldn't matter or whatever and i think sometimes people lump in like the stacy dashes of the world with people like danica you know and i don't think that that's the same Mm-mm. so it's not. um you know and, and i think danica is kind of a cool like flower child almost hippie-ish type of approach to a lot of stuff um and we had long conversations and cool like talked about family and stuff like that uh off the off the mic and just uh we went out to dinner together everybody did and mm-hmm. i talked to her there like i don't know man i just feel like um to a certain extent not everybody's built for that type of fight and not everybody's in that type of world and um people are trying to cope in the best way they can with whatever that tools they have so um it's one of the reasons i'm not very judgmental of people like needing religion to get by because the world is so fucked up you need something you know what i mean like not everybody want to be a nihilist and shit um um you know uh people don't want to live in like a dark place sometimes and their coping mechanism is their coping mechanism um people don't want to look at their family and be like you know are these white people who raised me bad people or did they fuck up somehow like that's my family i don't want to think of them that way um so i understand the very real personal thing which is why i try to keep the conversation kind of broad and and not take it to a personal level because i don't know danny's family 
you know i saw people like tweeting and speculating stuff about like well it was probably because of this so she probably said that all i know is she was eight you know what i mean talking to her black family for the first time in her life i can't imagine what that conversation once it felt like at eight you know i can't imagine what that what that conversation felt like to her black family that first time seeing them you know who knows what the backstory is there for why that was the first time they met like there's so much shit that we don't know but i think we like to like put everything into um almost like a computer or a box or something to be like this is how this person is a plus b equals c and i just don't think the world works like that so um and and i and i do think that some people are more conciliatory and they're more um because of their worldview they feel like it's their obligation to find something redeemable in everybody and i don't believe in that you know like it's just a different way of viewing the world i i can't be i couldn't be like that because i i feel like i have to make hard lines with my empathy because sometimes i will start to sympathize with people that are fucked up people and that's not healthy you know like sometimes it's unhealthy to keep giving people chances or cheap time to say but let's talk about this good thing when when they're really fucking up and doing fucked up things to people um which is fine it's not like uh danny's in charge of black lives matter or something like she's not in charge of the resistance like she's just a person trying to exist so it didn't bother me i think as much as other people i disagree with her on some aspects but Mm -hmm um i felt like it was a very civil conversation um and i still i still like danny you know i didn't feel like it was argumentative Mm -hmm. or any of that stuff and i hope you know uh i would hope that she feels the same way man i I, you know um whiteness in general in this country is is a head trip to like the things that i'm not talking about white people but Mm -hmm. whiteness as a concept and the and the white supremacy that kind of underlies our society but through laws and generational mm-hmm. things and the way we view each other it's a head trip and it, it it can fuck people up man and danny's also pretty young she's one of the younger people there like right. um who knows what what danny's gonna be talking about at, at 30 who knows what danny's gonna be talking about at 40 like you, you know we just don't know man so um and and i yeah so i i don't know it was just i I appreciate her being open and honest and sharing that with everybody and like not being afraid because i know that that's probably pretty fucking intimidating to be in a room full of people that are you know (laughs) pretty pretty militant and 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 present that opinion you know i I don't know how she would have thought that conversation was gonna go right but uh i did want her to be able to express herself and not feel i don't know shut down or scolded or whatever um because it felt like in the room y'all couldn't see it because you know we weren't live but felt like everybody got tight people were stopped talking people stopped making eye contact um so you know which is weird because it's like a a few minutes before karen had taken the mic for me just to talk to her about um um steven universe so like you know it's it's just amazing what i don't know how how like race and racism and talking about it can just like i don't know change the whole tone uh, uh, in the room when someone you know kind of when everybody's not in 100 percent agreement that yes and also 
I can speak for me personally. Um, I wanted to hear her out because I can say I had thoughts that I had things floating in my mind and I just wanted to hear her out. Um, that was the most important thing to me. Um, because it's one of those things where, um, when people have different perspectives and different views, uh, a lot of times, uh, when they explain, I think there's no nuance when you don't allow them to, uh, explain themselves. I personally think that you were the best person to have that conversation with her, um, in my opinion, um, versus me, cause it would kind of went very differently. I think, um, I could have had a nuanced conversation with her too, but I think that it would have went very differently because our minds tick very differently and how we execute and pick other people's brains is completely different. Mm. Yeah. I, like I said, I didn't mind, um, you know, I didn't mind the conversation, man. I mm-hmm. hope, I hope a lot of people heard it. The most important thing is I hope people hear it and see that is you don't have to jump in somebody's shit right. for, um for disagreeing or asking a question or something i think there's times where people literally question people's humanities and that's when you see a lot of people fly off the handle and right i totally understand that but sometimes it's just someone being like well you know well i feel this way and you know you're definitely not going to convince that person to be on your side by yelling at them and i and also man it's unfair but it puts black people and marginalized people in general in a very precarious place you know because um for example when we were talking about the men who were passing these laws about abortion and shit uh, and 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 a man has to sign off on something i mean danny's a christian woman she probably doesn't believe in uh she you know she probably pro-life or something possibly but uh, no i didn't feel like taking the burden on myself to be like well these men are humans too and they may want to be a father and what about their rights i'm not saying they should be able to tell you what to do but i mean is anyone thinking of them like i wouldn't make that point because i'm like to the point that we're to the discussion we're talking about it literally is inconsequential right like the, you shouldn't be allowed to tell a woman what to do with her body period that's the end of the discussion as far as i'm concerned mm-hmm. um and i don't need to play devil's advocate or make the point for them um i think also the discussion we were having at the time was about the blue lives matter thing uh where the the psychiatrist was putting uh officers um private uh patient patient doctor confidentiality protected stuff out on the internet right so it was one where everybody i think until it got to danny everybody's like i ain't fuck with it all like fuck them cops and that and so i think she was trying to rationalize out like why do i feel like it's not a zero it that like it definitely was kind of fucked up mm-hmm. but it's not a hundred either mm-hmm. uh, and i thought she explained it pretty well mm-hmm. and it just happened it just so happened because of the random because of the order of things and the way we were sitting i didn't get to go yet because on my turn i was like i agree like to me it was it was 50 like i felt a little bit fucked with because you know it do- it is a lot to put out there and it does kind of make it seem like officers should lie and should not tell the psychiatrist whatever the truth is um which puts us in more danger as a public yes it does you know and there has to be a chain of command behind closed doors that already exists to get these things done so if you just skip straight to posting people shit on facebook yes unprofessional but more importantly it it might get people killed 
you know so that's the kind of you know anyway we, it was a good conversation i thought it was it was it was a good conversation and uh it also is one of those things where i understood her perspective you know it's not like i didn't understand her perspective of where she was coming from um at all i just think whenever i took a lot of things into consideration i took her youth into consideration more than anything else because life will teach you a lot of things that sometimes having a conversation like that just can't um like you say as she grows her perspective you don't know what her perspective may be you might talk to her and it might be a completely different perspective because people grow people change people evolve you have to uh, allow them to go through whatever the emotional changes and thought processes uh they need to because most of us in our 30s and 40s and 50s and beyond that we were allowed to go through that thought process yeah, and a lot knows? of us were actually shut down right. we actually shouldn't have been such down we actually should have been able to express ourselves but a lot of us were shut down be it family and friends and loved ones because it quote unquote didn't go with whatever the whatever the standard was but go ahead i'm sorry no no you don't have to apologize you were talking i didn't mean to interrupt you um but yeah you're right that i mean who knows what the fuck we would have been saying if we had a podcast at 23 or some shit it would have it would have been all the think pieces and protesting because trying to tell you i know what a transgender was it's a lot it's of not, shit I oh yeah into. i know okay i know what you mean you mean the term yes yeah, um, yeah, yeah the term transgender yeah, i'm sorry yeah, so, I, I didn't okay. mean that in a negative way but yeah <laughs> yeah no 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 i know what you meant uh, i thought you yeah i know what you meant um do you try to look for the good things in everyone is the was the um poll yes everyone has something good in them or no fuck that shit man 20 percent of my audience tries to look for the good in everything in everyone's yes everyone has something good about them and no fuck that shit man 81 <laughs> percent um and i gotta say man um i'm not a look for the good in everybody person um but i do find it um i wonder what people's impetus for that is because i really feel like it's a coping mechanism i feel like people want things to make sense nobody wants to think there are people that just don't have anything good about them so so you're going i respect this person's passion or uh they're good to their family or you just anything other than just going like yo the the amount of fucked upness in them negates the fact that there's anything good about this person okay i i put like this i try to see good in everyone like that that's almost a default for me so from that perspective i understood where she was coming from but i also as i've gotten older i realized you can't do that just just from my growing up perspective you can't do that and there's some people you gotta say oh okay there's nothing good about you and you got you got to say okay i got to disregard you and keep it pushing um but for most people the average person there is something good for a lot for some people there is not uh and you got to go okay that's fucked up you're fucked up and keep it trucking um yep uh the poll uh, and then we got monica said i used to look for the good and i sort of do by reflex sometimes but i realized a while ago i had terrible judgment when it comes to assholes too forgiving so no can't look for the good i need it to be shown to me right and also i can say me personally when you try to look for the good in everyone uh you can be taken advantage of just me just think about my you be taken advantage of you be highly disappointed in people you can it's it it 
I can say I went through a lot of depression and all types of emotional roller coasters, just trying to look at the good, trying to look for the good in someone in situations that were fucked up and I should have just cut my loss and ran. And a lot of times, once I cut my loss, I had been through so much till it was just devastating to me. And then, um, I was very angry and then I began to blame myself and like it, it was just a huge roller coaster. If you're the type of person who automatically and this is somebody whose whose personality is automatically your default to automatically look for the good in people. Now I'm more aware. Now I'm more alert. Now I know what those characteristics are because before I did not know what asshole characteristics were. I did not know what to look for, what the clues, what the signs were. You know, I never had anybody around me to tell me this, this is what you look for. There's no book to this. You know, you just grow and learn and fuck up and make errors, you know, and get heartbroken and then go, oh, okay. And I, some people don't recover from that. And so I never wanted to be a person that I just completely said, fuck the world and close myself off because I was almost getting to that point. And that's not healthy either. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of it is learned. Right. Like we just see it as like a, a positive trait of they can see the good in everybody. We keep telling people to aspire to that, but you know, uh, I, I don't know. I'm just more pragmatic towards shit. Like I can see the usefulness in people more than I can see the good in people. And if it's like my brother told me, man, I, I saw it on Facebook, man. I'll never forget that shit. I've, I've quoted it a lot, but if you're not useful, you're useless. Like, it ain't about just you having some good qualities like if i can't if you can't be of use to people what the fuck is the point you know i don't care that donald trump could be a great grandfather or some shit i don't care about that um all right episode 1397 uh ben carson just got lucky uh we had a lot of comments uh river city girl says ben carson has to be the most ignorant mf ever to go from being a renowned black surgeon to the chief secretary of the coon squad is so disappointing <laughs> he's a fucking embarrassment i want him to leave us all alone what an asshole y'all completely caught me off guard with where the coons at song i guess if i stay ready i won't have to get ready i mean ah! should have known it was coming if uh ben carson was about to be talking i mean come on what was the eyes of him saying something that uh we would all get behind <laughs> that we would be like you know what this time this time he's got it right i don't know what i was thinking earlier um uh, we got more comments uh we had anonymous says hey y'all this episode is great as usual the emma watson segment stayed on my mind so i decided to talk about it with y'all white women have had so much domain over black women's bodies since the inception of slavery shoot from the first time one of them kick uh one of their fuck ass husbands came back from an african expedition and then put in parentheses rape tour and decided that white women needed to have black women's silhouettes see bustles i think that uh there's an unspoken acknowledgement and resentment of black women's beauty in the violent lengths that white women go to deny this i.e infantilizing beyonce worldview combined with the backhanded compliment of white girls evolving equal butt and, and hips this proverbial fly in the ointment negates the foundation of white women's identity as the mo being the most desirable and the peak echelon of femininity so when that status is threatened they get very passively aggressively territorial i've seen it and experienced it i've had former white female friends say 
to me aren't you cold as a way to shame me because i was looking good not to say that black women aren't capable of being haters there is often no recourse for black women in these conflicts because we are not protected um hell um you you oh wait we're not protected hell usually we are vilified and seen as the aggressor when oftentimes we're just trying to protect ourselves right meanwhile the white woman is protected and coddled and confirming that she is correct in her violence keep on being insightful the insightful people that you both are peace love and coconut grease charlotte b thanks charlotte thank you and uh yeah it is it is a lot man especially i mean it's it's always been odd to me that people see things such as tanning such as being tall dark and handsome um having full lips um wide hips being curvy like all these things we see as like positive uh positive things uh, when it comes to being beautiful but then ultimately people want to put black women into the undesirable box and it's like what what the fuck you know it it does I, I can't imagine the head trip of being a black woman that it has to be um because it is you know hypersexualized. it is you know um well i want to fuck this woman but i don't want to like be seen with this woman i don't right. want i wouldn't want to marry this woman i mean there's a lot to it man it's you know it's one of the reasons i don't really get very much into um when people are talking about like so-and-so got a white wife or so-and-so got uh like there's a resentment there uh in general towards brothers that you know marry outside of our race and shit like that i don't really get into it because i've never lived the head trip existence of being a black woman i don't know what the fuck that feels like i don't know what it feels like to be gaslit if you ever approach that topic right you know i try to stay away from it because i can't always relate you know um and specifically for me i have to draw the line at if that person isn't saying anything bad about black women or black people then i i don't really have anything to say about the fact that they are dating outside of their race i don't know how you know i can quantify that person's personal life i don't know that anyone's capable of doing that but seeing it like as far as like the double standard of treatment right in the media and shit i mean it's it's there and i just i hate that so many people can see it and either choose to say nothing or they do or they can see it and they only say something when they want to down black women but they don't ever say anything any other time you know and that's a major problem i know we've talked about it kind of off the mic but in a lot of situations when i hear conversations it just ignites the anger in me a lot of times i have to check myself and go okay why am i getting angry am i getting angry based off of the content of what is said or am i getting angry based off of who's saying it and how it's being said not like because being a black woman you're very sensitive to just conversations in general being a woman you're sensitive to conversations being a black woman you're even more sensitive to conversations in general because a lot of times when black women talk a lot of times we're cut off we're told to shut up in various different ways from various different groups like we know how black men tell us to shut up we know how white men tell us to shut up we know how white women tell us to shut up and you all tell us to shut up in various different formats and we are completely aware of that and people think you're fucking going crazy when i go well you're telling me to shut up and it's everything but the truth and it's one of those things where 
we know cold words we know language we know body language we are not fucking crazy when it comes to us and our opinions and we're constantly told to shut down to sit down and shut up and just be my pawn or you know just just exist uh for the sake of numbers or you know just exist and love me no matter what the fuck i do or how bad or terrible i treat you and how dare you speak up to me and how dare you tell me that i'm wrong and a lot of that you get from all three of these groups how dare you tell me that i'm wrong and and shit like that it's one of those things where like i said i struggle with that i like i said and i'm better with it and i'm more aware and alert to why i get mad and sometimes my anger is irrational and illogical and sometimes i just don't give a fuck because i understand that um those things are very sensitive to me a lot of times when you're sensitive in certain situations and you have these insecurities they shine in various different ways and you have to be aware and you have to be alert of that and i and i'm getting to the point where i'm more aware and more alert to that and starting to be more rational about a lot of my insecurities which is very hard for a lot of people to do and it starts a lot of arguments particularly on social media where people are just reading your words yeah i think um yeah i just think people expect an inhuman amount of patience from black women that we just don't expect from everybody you know i'll listen to people where they'll be talking about black feminists and how they are terrible and the things they've done to piss them off and they don't do this and they do too much and they complain about this but they didn't complain about that at the same time as calling women bitches and hoes and shit so it's like they don't expect that level of consistency from themselves even but yet and and by black feminists i think most people that say that truly mean black women who are outspoken that they disagree with it wouldn't matter quote unquote yeah the woman women could call themselves anything but because they don't agree with them or they say something they dislike it they go into the quote-unquote black feminist pile but but i'll listen to people you know because i listen to everything i listen to people's podcasts talk to people at the gym like i listen to people a lot and you can just hear like the undertones of you know hatred specifically towards black women in everybody's shit and i mean everybody not i'm not excluding myself i mean it's part of our culture too whether it's our music and our movies it's just an assumption and the thing is it wouldn't be so bad if people didn't then turn around and expect like this inhuman amount of just fucking patience I'm out. from from black women that's just incapable of anyone no one is capable of being that fucking patient while being that disrespected and and you know as much as people quote malcolm x they're not gonna quote when he's talking about you know the black woman being the most disrespected person on the earth and shit like they're not gonna talk about that they just want to talk about when he wants to go uh you know get get these white people type things you know so it, yeah it, it, for me i sympathize even if i can't really truly relate on that level so um um all that all that to say like uh i i i would like to at least point out the hypocrisy when you see like a emma watson criticize beyonce and then let much later and a few years later put her titties on display and then be like all these people hating and you're like okay you know like someone should be around to point that out and i'm glad we can at least do that right that and one more thing to add on to it is also one of the things where uh you have black women 
who get fed up like completely get fed up they get fed up on race and they get fed up on sexism and when you when you deal with a black woman it falls in both of those categories a lot of times uh they can get to the point where they was like i don't have time today and they don't deal with racism and they don't deal with sexism and sometimes it can be too far to the extreme for some people but i understand the anger and i understand their plight because they're like look i've gotten to the point where i'm fucking burned out and i i have a zero tolerance for the fuck shit a zero tolerance and i completely understand having a zero tolerance you don't want to explain your humanity you don't want to explain your womanhood you don't you don't want to explain your love for your people you're like fuck all y'all i am fed up whatever broke my back broke it hard and i'm not trying to fix it again because every time i fix it all somebody else does is come and step on it and break it again or continue to show me how I'm the problem for all my plights. I'm the problem from all my issues. I'm the problem that I'm a single mother. I'm the problem that I'm a divorced wife. I'm the problem, you know, that my kids are in jail. I'm the problem for every goddamn thing in the black community. No matter where drugs is my problem. You know, everything. Homelessness is my problem. You know, the ghetto is my problem. And then get to the point where you like, everything can't be my fucking problem. And sometimes other people need to be held accountable. And a lot of times men need to be held accountable too. But a lot of times the, the scrutiny isn't there for them. And then not only that they'll turn around and look at you and tell you that you're the problem too you go well nigga you black too you know so it's one of those things where inconsistent right so i so that's why you when you quote unquote people say she ain't nothing but an angry black woman i understand because she's fucking fed up with everybody's bullshit yeah i I don't i just don't understand you know like the hypocrisy of it the i just don't understand that part because if people were consistent and they were like i'm hard on everybody i get it you just a hard ass and you got all these high expectations for every but honestly i watch especially you know black men lower the bar for everybody but black women black women gotta be perfect and jump over the bar can't be a hoe can't be uh too mouthy you can't be a feminist you can't be uh you know everything you can't be a baby mama you can't be a fat yeah you can't like you just can't be anything and then all of a sudden anything that goes wrong is your fault but we just don't have we don't apply that to men for the most part uh if if you were even to just be consistent and apply that shit towards men and women you're gonna get labeled some type of a hater you anti-man like what's wrong with you you know so it's you know it's black men are still socialized you know i talk about how white men are socialized to be conservative black men are still socialized to be conservative in areas too you know and it takes undoing that shit and fighting against it and speaking out against it i think to uh try to change our culture yes that and a lot of times it stems back to slavery a lot of times white men used to come in and beat black men and black men would take their anger and redirect it to their woman and that dynamic has not changed Mm. um you know a lot of black men go in the world and they deal with various different oppressions and so they come back and they put this on women and you ain't got to have no sexual relationship with the woman to put this applies oppression on her yeah um yeah i think also like one of the things about loving somebody black is you take on their burdens and shit and you take on the issues they deal with and stuff so um you know it's a lot for a lot of people so at any rate um 
that is that's before you even get to just like i said the white media with like a emma watson and just the just moving the bar for feminism when it's her you know when it's a white woman it's just different the bar is lower you can say certain things you couldn't say and then black women they just scrutinize every fucking thing like beyonce doesn't get to be a feminist icon without someone challenging it every day there's just somebody telling you how what she's doing is wrong and it's just not seen that way with other people you know and and i don't know exactly what it is to be honest you know like uh there there's there's white women that you know will cozy up to black academic academics that'll be like this white woman actress is a good feminist and we do are doing this event together and that same black academic will be like fuck beyonce i hate her you know like i i don't know what the like i don't know what the rules are and not since i'm not a woman i try to stay out of that shit because i don't know why people um necessarily pick their faves and all that shit when they get into all that it just seems like a kind of a mess and somewhat arbitrary it is a lot of times a lot of nuance behind it in my personal opinion i think for a lot of those women it's one of those things where, um, particularly if you're in a lot of those social circles around a lot of white women, you have a lot of special snowflakes, uh, and you also, special black snowflakes, and you also get to the point to where a lot of, uh, people feel like, I put in my time, I put in my work, I'm not recognized, don't nobody know who I am, but oh, everybody go over here and they just praise her for just fucking showing up. And there's a lot of jealousy behind that and resentment behind that yeah in my opinion yeah like i said i yeah it could yeah uh really dark knight also says since i'm older than most of your audience i certainly didn't grow up idolizing ben carson as a surgeon i didn't hear about him until a few years ago when he went into physics uh politics i'll say this and i don't mean it lightly ben carson is the most dangerous type of coon he now has a power and doesn't know what the hell he's doing he's the type of coon that white people think is an authority on the lives of black people i really want to get off of these sunken place jokes but this motherfucker is seriously a problem and he's gonna get a lot of us fucked up he's a fucking embarrassment and needs to shut the fuck up when grown folks is talking yep uh he is dangerous very you know you can't have somebody that ahistorical in charge of housing for anyone the poll was that ben carson just get lucky in that surgery yes had to be a fluke no he's just really good at surgery 40 percent of y'all say he's just really good at surgery between 60 percent of y'all are kind of on my boat which is he must have just got lucky i don't know what the fuck happened uh eve says um i actually think the ben carson we knew from the 90s is quite intelligent the problem now is that he's in a sunken place some old white man is controlling his brain <laughs> um dr no little oh wait involuntary immigration was the next episode because um uh we we had to talk about being cautious more apparently mm-hmm. um and we had a couple comments um let me scroll down uh Hiroja sheep says i am surprised that karen did not insist that this episode would be titled what about the white kids in wisconsin ah Housecast said, are we sure that Dr. Ben Carson hasn't been the victim of a get out scenario? He did hang out with a lot of white brain surgeons and we're in the cutting edge of brain surgery advancements. Was there a time where he was in a respectability politics zombie? 
i don't know but he's not always wearing a hat so we, we can't say that really dark knight says i have been wearing a military uniform for the past 32 years your story of this marine facebook group really should have been should have people take a pause on who we call heroes when i came back from the gulf war people said that i was a hero for just me doing my job i never liked the term how heroic are marines passing around new pictures of fellow marines to 30,000 of their best friends women who served are treated differently than men who served and still aren't given the same respect as i am i'm not naive enough to think the other services don't have something similar it's sad because although there when i was a lieutenant it was bad now as a colonel it is much better we still aren't there yet i'm not sure we'll ever be thanks for the work that you guys do this week has really gotten to me yeah and, and you know what we haven't covered it yet but we will tomorrow you were absolutely right it was bigger than just the marines um and the poll was have you ever lost your wedding ring uh yes no or i've never had a wedding ring uh well 56 percent of our audience never had a wedding ring 27 percent said no they never lost it and 17 percent have lost their wedding ring Derek says i had got married last year and like uh two weeks into marriage i accidentally flushed through the automatic flush in in the toilet at work damn wow. lost your ring damn and you know you ain't going in there to get that back Mm-mm. that's the toilet's ring now Mm-mm. you better you better hope you can find something similar you're gonna have to buy a whole nother set yep i had to propose uh the last one was for our walking dead recap which was uh <laughs> episode uh 1399 sweet swirly love. <laughs> desiree says all y'all give me and now i know about podcast now i know about a football podcast hosted by women thank you that's because chels was our guest from the gridiron gals podcast and uh yeah glad to put you on to some cool podcasting Amani says this whole damn episode just sums up being a black woman rick didn't listen to michelle telling his ass to go home gave her all the work killing the zombies didn't notice her plan at almost her pain at almost losing him and he still got a pep talk and, and built back up by a black woman just looking at her smiling at rick knowing she fucked his ass to sleep and driving her man's car when she has to look happy her man bought her some hamburger helper and made her get out and push the car then after everything rosita's been on this whole season now she comes to sasha and drags her into a death trap without even an apology and her salty ass is acting like it's gabe's fault she missed peak uh white feminism she wanted to be impressed so bad i can't wait for the junkyard dogs to flip on them and turn out to be the savior satellite outpost who they're arming mm. The, oh that would be a hell of a plot twist the junkicons being working already with the saviors i can't see it but that would be amazing because i think they would already have guns and shit uh dune dragon says rod you called the swirly love in the previous review it's confirmed tbgwt gets script leaks this was the women's day episode of walking dead only strong ass women allowed was i the only one who noticed the amount of candles they had burning in the carnival bunker of love negan must not have candles on his list of things to bring his tribute yeah i guess they left some there or maybe they found all those candles in uh in that in that spot i mean it had a lot of stuff in there i did not feel this episode was filleristic like last episode the jungle love at the beginning had me worried that michonne was going to die this episode and when she dropped that sword i was like that's it they have killed my girl 
i don't see them killing negan by the end of the season now that they not not that they will go the way of the comics i just see him being the big bad in the next season what's the rush i gotta say the rush gotta be a lot of people starting to lose interest and i think people may still be watching but they're not watching live and i think that matters because it used to be like pulling in 15 million viewers um and it's gonna be hard if they can ever even get back to that another great uh podcast belated happy women's day lovely karen thank you just did a spelling check to make sure i didn't write rob instead of rod i swear the last two times was on accident but during the podcast rob pronounced the b like a disappointed third grade english teacher rob <laughs> that's right i hate when y'all do that my name is rod with a d and i'm gonna make a point every time y'all do that c6 says when michonne shot the battle uh shot the bottle from the roof i just assumed she was aiming for one of the walkers and just missed spectacularly how could she have gotten better at shooting after the saviors took all their rifles i don't know she was out there practicing remember yeah she remember she didn't give a fuck about them taking their rifles she was like i'm gonna keep me a gat and figure it out so she probably got another gun and kept practicing uh, anonymous says first of all i love you both in your show in reference to michonne pushing the car the one time it is okay to have your girl push the car is if you drive a stick and you are the only one that can pop the clutch to get it started and the battery die lol then, then it's okay <laughs> uh you sound like that happened to you uh now were you to push her because this is just from anonymous were you to push her or to push e i want to know uh did you get tricked into it monica says oh no i don't want the junk the times to turn out to be the enemy we only really know Jadis, so maybe as a group they won't really impact the storyline as much kind of random but i have to say that when rod called the carnival deer stupid and said it must have been bambi's mother i clutched my chest i wanted to cry ah! says more about me than about you rod i must have repressed some stuff going on some repressed stuff going on any woodle i enjoy the walking dead but i only started watching for your recaps they never disappoint thanks thank you monica thank you and the poll was will eugene betray sasha and rosita because that's my prediction for next week and it is 50 50 mm. right very rare 50 50 uh i'm just saying i says i voted that he wouldn't betray them but at the same time i think he is doing the long con so he may not be very helpful either well, I mean, you better hurry his con ass up, man. Ah! Rosita and Sasha coming to kill. They coming to slay. They ain't got time to be fucking with this man and his give me a second ass plan. All right, let's do these voicemails. Hi, Rod and Karen. This is Teresa. Um, I just wanted to say that I
that was really dumb. <laughs> it was a really big deal. It was really, really hard. And so YouTube really helped me to navigate that um, because I felt like I wasn't so alone kind of listening to you all and getting to hear discussions about the things that really matter to me. So just thank you for everything you do. I've been training in pretty much since I discovered you. Um, I guess it was last summer. And I just love the fact that you're independent. And so, um, and and over and over, you prove why it's important that you're independent because you offer a perspective that we don't get otherwise. All right, I have no idea how I'm doing on time, so I'm just going to say that I cannot wait to get out. Um, I heard y'all's review. I've been wanting to see it. going to see it when I'm home. Uh, oh, I am driving home. Uh, four and a half hours, five hours. I've been doing this all year. That's the other reason why you all have helped me through this. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I'm finally going home for like 10 days. I'm going to get out. And I also just have to say that I really like uh, Bald Beat, even though I don't watch any of the shows I've talked <laughs> about. And clearly, I don't know any of the people you play basketball with. But somehow, <laughs> that's the music. Anyway, thanks for everything you do, both of you, both Rob and Karen. Thank you so much. And uh, I'll keep listening. Thank you. Hey, baby. I don't know them people riding just to play basketball with either. Yeah, but we all do it have. Yeah, we do have. Uh, 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 like, I do appreciate you listening, first of all. And especially, like I said, I think a lot of people hear sports or they hear, like, the pregame and they think, like, oh, it's probably going to be pretty whack and uh all about sports and shit but if you listen to it i think most people can get into what me and justin would talk about mm-hmm. you don't really need to be the most versed um sports person no you don't um and then also um yeah I, i'm glad we're able to keep you company and i am glad that we're independent we can say the things that we say because i don't know how it works when you're part of some entity man and you gotta watch everything you say you gotta worry about backlash and mm-hmm. you can't call this person out because that person works with this person and right. you know or you're gonna see this person later at some party or something so uh but thank you for listening and uh i'm glad i'm glad we uh keeping your company mm-hmm. and congrats and, and 18 years together man that, that's dope mm-hmm. yeah honey i feel you i think uh what was it i think it was last year i uh I had uh, spent the night over at Morgan's and Rodney's house, and that, I think that was the first time I had actually, since we've been actually married, that I had actually spent a night away from you, and, and you f- almost feel like a little kid. I can't speak for nobody else, but, you know, it just did not feel right. Mm. Well, it felt right with me, because I had several women over here, and ah, it was oh just no. fine. Everything was fine. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey there, Rodney. Um, long time listener of your show, way back when. Um, uh, I'll keep it short because I know that you have a, a time limit on your on your voice now. Um, so I'm a listener from the UK, and I really enjoy when you cover um, the This Is Us TV show. Um, I've just watched the most recent episode. Um, I won't give any spoilers, but Randall makes a very big decision in his career, and for the decision that he makes in his career I recently went through the same thing uh, this month or last month Um, I haven't really been appreciated in my job especially as a smart working black man and I've put in a good couple of years I'm talking 11-12 years in the industry that I work in I'm highly educated 
I've put in the hours and I've purposely at points done myself down to make my team leaders or my management more comfortable that I'm not as competent as them when it comes to doing a job and I've been a very much a silent leader when it comes to working with the said company that I used to work for and it got to a point where I just broke I, I just broke and I literally quit my job and walked out and I did it where there was such a high workload my management wasn't giving me any support and anytime I reached out to them and asked them for support it was I don't know I, I don't know you can try on your own and see how you get on and it really upset me it, it really did so I walked out <laughs> and I've been really confused as to what I do with myself I've got a backup job anyway so it's not that much of a big deal but I've been very much scared and not too sure what to do but seeing this most recent episode of what Randall does and how he handles his career it very much it very much made me feel a lot more at ease with what I've done and knowing that I've made the right decision especially for my health um, you know it's only obviously it's only a TV show however it for for what this man especially as a black man has done for what he's had to go against it made me feel a lot more reassured in what I did was the right choice not only as me being a highly educated black man but just a man in general not being allowed to be walked over anymore um, so yeah, I just wanted to share my, my, my what I've gone through and my thoughts with you guys and um, yeah, thank you very much for for doing your podcast. I really do appreciate it. Um, thank you very much. And um, you know, if you want maybe a more in depth or detailed story, I'm more than happy to send you an email. Okay, thank you very much, and have a good day. Take care. Oh Bye. man! First of all, thank you for calling in, uh, Karen. I see whoever gets the break. Let me push to the second thing, and then we'll answer. Uh, his voicemail okay i think i said email i meant voicemail mm-hmm. we'll answer his voicemail when we uh come back on but no problem yeah that was uh thank you for calling all the way from the uk baby mm-hmm oh that was dope um mm-hmm. i mean i can't imagine quitting a job like that i've never had it i'm <laughs> the only job i quit like that was a wendy's um i uh i just told him i wasn't coming in but that was by the phone you know and it was wendy's it wasn't <laughs> you know it wasn't some major major thing for me um but especially when you bring up the part about for your own mental health uh, as a black person and being overworked and shit i think a lot of times we do um neglect that part uh the health and the mental aspects um and just try to push through and uh it's good that you were able to to do that i'm glad you have a backup job you know i hope everything goes okay with that but you know a job's not the necessarily the be all end all of your worth mm-hmm. and uh and, and it's and it shouldn't justify you know being treated like shit and stuff like that so good for you bro 
Mm-hmm. And we're gonna send you a box of pears and um uh and we'll make sure that we have a card from the team. Uh that's a little this is us humor guys. Uh all right. And also mm-hmm. is one of those things I know I don't even watch this is us, but uh I can truly say that the best decision was to do that with bossy because i think for a lot of people it really helps them get through a lot of different things um and i know it's nothing but a quote-unquote tv show but i think that for a lot of people they enjoy and they love it and they can see themselves in the characters and it's just one of those things to where i'm glad that you see what you were worth and i'm glad that you see that you seen that you was worthy of something more um because the thing is it's a lot of more people that wish they were in a place where they could make the decision just to flat be like you know what i'm out i'm not getting the support um you know y'all not doing what y'all supposed to do and just leave um and that was very courageous because a lot of people are at a lot of jobs that they actually should leave actually should actually just apply and get another job but they're still there for various different reasons yep um let's go to the next voicemail got a few more of these actually what's up karen what's up rock yo um i i love love i was into the uh that last episode of the pregame and i love you know talking about tropic thunder i love love the fact that i love uh tropic thunder so much because like when that movie came out um like me and like 10 of my college friends we had to go see it and he was like man like half of us was like bawling in tears clapping and then the other half was like offended about the whole thing with uh Robert Downey Jr. and Blackface but the way Robert Downey Jr. played uh Sergeant I forget his name but the way he played Sarge it was it was so good and so epic like uh I don't know he nailed it he nailed the aspect of it so much and the aspect of it like it was so hilarious so uh that movie, like, if you can get out of your feelings and not be so upset about somebody being a black person, a white person, playing a dude, playing, uh, as Robert Downey Jr. put it, I'm the dude, uh, playing the dude, the size of the dude, uh, you, you can see that he's making fun of Hollywood, the fact that how, how far white actors will go to get a check, like, and that movie is so ahead of the time because, you know, as you know, uh, they still doing that to this, to this day. You got Joseph Hands playing, uh, Michael Jackson, even though Michael Jackson played on more white characters, more white people playing him in death at this death. You got, uh, Matt Damon in The Great Wall. You got Scarlett Johansson, uh, playing Japanese characters, a fictional Japanese character still. Like, they just take these texts, man, but that movie is so good. It's so ahead of time. And I'm so happy to make y'all love the movie as much as I did. Cause, like, as y'all know, uh, Tomorrow y'all show is nothing wrong with funny and shit, that movie is it, it so that like it, it is very funny the way Robert Downey Jr. played that character. He could have he took a chance and he could have really messed up his money or no his reputation because if he had messed that up and like too going too far, uh, it would, I would have been side eyeing him and uh, and throwing shade his way if he was in all the Iron Man movies. It was just so good. Just uh, to look at Hollywood, the movie took. took Took it, took itself and made fun of Hollywood, and I still, I still gonna watch, I wanna watch that movie again. So, that's all I got, and later, uh, great show, Jesus. 
oh man thank you uh he called back later to say that's oh four soldier so that's if you you might not know uh, you might know from twitter um but yeah that uh that's one of my favorite movies of all time man just the satire the great movie the way that they like just they it's basically just a roast of hollywood and it was so ahead of his time man like the way that they had robert downey jr as the white man that took the good black role in that film right and they made, he made jokes about that yeah it was so it's so like yes that is what hollywood does it, it gives the like and we give that guy all the credit because he was seen as this great phenomenal best actor of all time you know taking his role you know um uh it, it was just a lot and then the fact that the black man they did cast was a rapper so they right. pat they cast a rapper in the black part as an actor like it was a little shit that i don't even know if they knew how fucking great that was but um it's one of the most amazing movies man i, I watch it all the time man i don't i don't think uh it gets enough credit and i do think you know if and here's my thing about entertainment if you can't get past the idea oh robert dodge got blackface on and that ain't funny to you that's fine right like i'm not trying to make you like something you know you don't like you know i'm i'm generally not a kind of a stringent person on that kind of shit i don't normally boycott things i don't normally avoid um things that i feel like they'll entertain me even if i did feel it was problematic which i really don't but if i would have felt it was problematic and it was still good i would have been like well it's problematic and it's good you know i'm not i'm not a stickler for that shit but um this it was just it was just such a great show of a great movie it's uh it's to me it's almost like hollywood shuffle and just lambasting um fucking uh hollywood and and a bunch of other um like in movie stars and entertainment industry and stuff right and for me to protest something that's a hard stance for me because i'm very open to everything and i'm not gonna lie i shed tears every time i see that scott joke i'm like oh this shit looks so good but i won't see that fuck you bitch yeah i know man i like if it's not gonna be fun like that's the only way to really like i've never really boycotted anything but i have had just like general a general feeling of like okay this is no longer a fun thing to do now i don't want to do it uh like and and just different things drag it down you know like to be honest um iron fist is getting that way for me now like i like i don't really give a fuck about iron fist as a character like i don't even read the comics that much i never found it to be so earth shattering but marvel shows have been on netflix and they've been pretty good for the most part and this is the newest one coming out and now you see the discussion around it you see all the arguments around it you're seeing um the star finn jones coming out and saying shit and i'm getting less and less enthusiastic about seeing it right and more on the side of just like well fuck i mean not like i said not even on some like hashtag let's boycott this together let's stop let's ride on them just more like who i'm gonna talk about this with this don't even seem like it's gonna be fun as a as a fan i just as a fan i'm in it for fun you know i'm not in it for um arguing the merits of whitewashing with people that's like none of that's fun to me right that's how i feel about that nate parker movie because i remember when you first yeah that preview i was like oh that's gonna be good and i got really excited but as time went on and shit came out i was like fuck it i'm not watching it yeah it's not fun right to me you know and then like even the people i know that like it they don't sound like they have fun they're all angry mm-hmm. 
they're all mad at people like no like it's all these agendas nobody sounds like they were genuinely entertained by this movie and they just think it's good and they and and they don't and that's it like there i haven't seen one everybody either i'm attacking this movie because nate parker is uh uh a guy who got away with rape or um i'm protecting this movie because i'm mad that these people took my this black man's movie like that nobody is there's nobody that's just like well as a movie i saw it and they thought it was really good everybody got some kind of agenda right. so it, i'm out like it just doesn't do it you know even with the um, with iron fist the only thing that's even making me curious about it now is that some of the reviews are in for the first six episodes and they're like it's terrible and i'm like wow marvel made a terrible show right like i kind of want to see how terrible the shit is right. which you know to like set just bias against marvel yeah it's almost like i'd be better it'd be better if the reviews came out and was like it's okay and because i'd be like well of course it's you know okay to good but you know i just don't feel like fighting about it well that's kind of that's kind of how it goes with like um tropic thunder too was a lot of people were like blackface i'm out and i'm like cool you don't have to watch anything but you might have missed out on a good movie it was fun to me that movie was so much fun uh all right um next voicemail hey rod and karen um just called to say i love the show love y'all um i was listening to episode 1398 and i realized something about y'all that you know i didn't realize before that y'all are both Food terrorists. That's right. Like the Kit Kat terrorist and Karen's a cereal before milk terrorist. Y'all just out here being the Bonnie and Clyde of food terrorism, terrorizing these podcast streets. Stop the madness, y'all. Anyway, <laughs> love y'all. Bye. <laughs> and she called right back. So let me see. Yeah, so I totally tanked that. Karen's a cereal after milk terrorist. Mm-hmm. Anyway, ah! love y'all. Bye. I don't have a problem with her eating cereal the way she does. She just is really insecure about it. So you, <laughs> just the fact that I even brought it up, she just went off. Because um, you said normal, like what I was doing was abnormal. It is abnormal. Mm-hmm. The way I eat a Kit Kat is outside mm-hmm. of the box, and y'all won't put me mm-hmm. inside of the box. I live outside the box. Mm-hmm. I don't mind being looked at as the not normal one. Well, you won't put me. Uh, well, you won't put me outside of a cereal bowl. Now you just in denial. <laughs> it's obvious that you eat your your cereal weird, and it's just yep. that's just the, the the fact that you won't accept it is just your fault. Yep. <laughs> all right two different approaches i guess you eat your we'll cereal just have weird. To agree to disagree. no we won't ah! i see the good in everybody except your cereal bowl hey mm-hmm. uh all right let's get to um the next voicemail got two more hi it's olivia again i don't know what happened it just cut me off after 30 seconds so I think it probably knows, and I'm about to um, cut you out, Rod, for for serial shaming. How dare you serial shame? I'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> After that whole video on on, there's no proper way to eat a Kit Kat. You had the nerve to to serial shame Karen, and I had to call you. I am one of those rebels who puts the milk 
first in the bowl right. and then put the cereal on top yes. because I don't like soggy cereal. Me Join too. the I revolution. I want the cereal to be crunchy as possible. Right. So I put, I put the cereal in afterwards. I'm not a heathen. I'm not a bad person. And so when you were making fun of Karen for pouring the milk first, that, that, that just got to me. It, it hurt my soul. Oh, don't cereal shame, please. Don't cereal shame. <laughs> There's more than one way to eat a bowl of cereal. Um, I also wanted to say, I've been kind of watching you interact with people on Twitter, and sometimes I want to jump in, but then I realize that I don't really want to have to deal with <laughs> people who don't know what they're talking about coming back at me in the comments. So I'll start typing, and I'll be like, mm, nah. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not about that life. I'm not about that life. Like, I can't deal. I can't deal because, yeah. Anyways, um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was Nikki. I'm kind of Nikki Minaj. I'm kind of annoyed mm. at that track that she dropped. I didn't even listen to it. I read some of the lyrics, and I, I'm like, first of all, um, you had to get Drake and Lil Wayne. I know the song is going to be a hit. But you took the easy route, and so I find you—you you no longer have credibility, in my opinion. So, mm. but I've been seeing you saying to people that Nikki needs to take this out, and all these 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 barbs are coming after you. So I just wanted to let you know that I agree with you whole, wholeheartedly. I'm just not jumping in to the Twitter <laughs> Twitter um, tornado because I'm not about that life. Anyways, love ah! you guys. Talk to you soon. I hope I'll be back again. Thanks uh, for all the great content. Thank you. Um, thank you. And uh, yeah, the the pink the Barbie brigade was mad at your boy. Um, ah! I don't know. They both pink wigs in your timeline. They was all up. I, they was getting personal. They was oh, they was trying to find everything they could talk about. They talked about you. Talked ah! about me doing a podcast. They called me. Oh, they were. They, I mean, they look at touch. Yeah, they was like, "You mad? You not famous and shit." I was, ah, ah. I was like, "Man, all I did was make a joke that she needs to hold this L." Um, it was, I was like, "I don't even know what dude was like." Somebody come get him because I will take him down. I, you don't know who I am. I was like, "I don't even know." You're right. I don't know who you are, and you, I'm not scared that you'll do anything to me over fucking Nicki minaj who doesn't know you exist right um and and all this to avoid the the obvious l that she took man i just think she shouldn't have responded I wouldn't. if you was gonna wait two weeks to drop the shit that you did drop you better off just not saying that i think she could have really won the pr battle and everything Woo! by just never yeah. responding because it had disappeared and people would have it won it would have made remy look like she was just lashing out for nothing and this girl ain't even worried about you yeah, one person fight you never seen it you doing freestyles you done dropped two and three songs like nobody cares but instead you know somebody like people was she said serious fucking things about you like protecting your pedophile brother type shit and you came back with you a bum bitch it's like uh okay you know so but but you know the other thing too for her is uh nikki's just playing a whole different game like she's not 
she's not trying her winning a, a rap battle or losing a rap battle will have pretty much no effect on her career for the aspirations that she has Mm -mm. but that to me the point was then well then don't even fuck with it at all because you in a whole if your whole thing is i'm in a whole different league then just be in a whole different league Mm -hmm. but once you kind of put one foot in one foot out and it's in the rap hold on i think i actually got the song but in the bar she said something like you got 72 hours to respond i was like nigga it took you two weeks what are you talking about ah. and, it was, and then it was like you got 72 albums to come up with a hit song 72 hours to come up with a hit song it just didn't make no sense man like i'm sorry nikki man like and i and i'm not some nikki hater or whatever i don't really uh have a problem with nikki minaj and the songs i i don't like buy her albums and shit but the songs that i've heard like the singles and shit that i do like I there, there's it. several of those that i'm like oh yeah flawless remix i fuck with nikki's verse on this monster but i'm not a i don't think i was ever in her target demo in the first place but this response man you might as well have left it alone and and i don't have any problem with these bars to be honest it's just you got seven minutes of sheether and then you basically respond by trying to drop a single you know let me see if I can skip the other part. No. leave her one son over stack and uh the part about the pap uh like you she made a basically a joke out of you need a pap smear but her but remy's husband is named papoose so she was trying to like get at her that way too heard your pussy on yuck i guess you needed a pap what type of bum bitch shoot a friend over a rat what type of mother leave her one son over stack little so she basically tried to say because remy was talking about you know how they locked me up and i i was away from my family and my my kid and then uh um nikki whole retort is basically like what kind what kind of mother would do something that stupid knowing she gonna go to jail um and be away from her kid like that that's on like that made you dumb all right and then so she says uh what kind of got this basic bitch thinking she back and then she's about to t- basically talk about the fact that that second song remy put out was over the beat for back to back and she so she about to talk about that second diss track right now back to back oh you mean back to whack back to back me and trissy laughed at that so back to back is drake's song so she's like me and drizzy listen to your little diss song and we laughed at it because it was whack 
don't matter. But when they discussing the king, they turn around and say LeBron ain't got six rings. So that was the uh thing for her. How everybody's like, sales don't matter. It's a battle. It's a battle rap. It doesn't matter if you make more money and you got more she was like no uh people say it don't matter but when we talk about who the best basketball players we talk about the fact that jordan got six rings and lebron don't so she's basically like yeah people people which by the way good point because people do say the shit like sales don't matter and shit but every single time we talk about people's careers accomplishments the sales come up like it just like people might disagree and shit but it, and maybe in the context of a battle but you take the ammo you have if you sell more records you should probably bring that up because uh, what people may or may not respect it but you need to probably uh you need to probably use all the ammunition you got you know the 360 bitch you well dumb that's why jane claire's verse for your album you so basically um she says uh remy accused her of having a 360 deal which is these deals that you sign where your company everything you do your company gets money so whether you go tv or you do movies or rap or tour they always making money off of you and she's basically like laugh like ha i didn't sign 360 deal you wild dumb and that's why jay and clear's verse for your album so i guess maybe jay had a verse that was supposed to go on this latest remy ma fat joe album or something or maybe it's some verse from way back in the day but she said jay didn't clear his verse which means you can't put it on your album so that's why you ain't got no jay-z feature on your album oh yeah because remy said how like oh nikki you got uh implants and fake titties and fake ass you looking like spongebob everybody know that you ain't you know that your ass and titties ain't real you had surgery and then nikki was like well you had surgery and i got the before and after pictures of your ass and so basically you wouldn't got all that surgery and you still left the operating title table and you don't look good um now anybody that's seen pictures of remy ma i mean that's a blatant ass lie but you know it's cool you gotta diss you gotta diss who you diss you know um all right so back to what was it a voicemail we were on we got one more voicemail um and i've already forgotten what the last voicemail was about did, were they talking about that how did we get into this mm-hmm. are you bringing up the disc oh that's because she brought up the fact that the the disc was whack right. i look uh i don't know if the disc was necessarily whack i thought her bars had some merit to them but you have to already really but be a, worth no two-week wait and you have to already really be a nikki fan to give her a pass for that shit because i i'm not really a fan of her so i was hoping for a real battle coming back if you were gonna come back i thought she shouldn't come back at all but i I would no for that i mean i guess you know did she got three more songs coming out she gonna have something in all the songs because if not it's just like why are you even responding back then 
um but you know the thing is to the victor goes to spoil she'll probably be able to ride this out man she's the fan she's the more popular person and she may be able to just have taken this l within black culture but as far as the rest of the world's concerned unless people are gonna stop working with her she's fine and that's not gonna happen yeah Hey, Rod and Karen, this is Iman. Um, I just wanted to say I love Sierra at Mom's Drag with Swag. I know, like, a couple of episodes before, you were asking, who has all these voicemails? Who would have all this to say? And in a split second in my mind, I was like, oh, it's probably Sierra. And then you played it, and it was. And I was like, yeah, yeah. But... She she just gives me so much life, and she, her voice just makes me so happy because she's just so energetic and vivacious, and I just love it. And I know you always usually say it, I guess maybe you mean it as a joke, like if you have all these, or maybe you mean it seriously, that if you have all this to say, like have a podcast for yourself, for yourself. and I'm like, yeah, I listen to her podcast. So Sierra, uh, your girl, Iman, at Nerd Geek Ninja on Twitter, I just followed you because i love you so much and i think you're great and awesome but um yeah and of course i love you guys too rod and karen and you guys are amazing as always but i just wanted to tell her that i guess i could have also told her that on twitter now too okay i'm just gonna go back into twitter and tell her that again about how awesome she is all right love you guys bye-bye bye-bye baby um yeah first of all uh i love cc too we love her um and uh yeah i i wasn't joking mm. uh when i said she should start her own podcast yeah. i mean if you had that much to say and uh, you're that entertaining and you can you know if, like it's easier to do it now more than ever like mm-hmm. yeah she should start her own podcast it's not a joke yeah, I think um, she should too. and then uh also um you know we do have to have limits to the calls and stuff which is mostly for you know obviously our time we would like to be able to get in and out of here and do this feedback show but also for the guests man we want to give all of our listeners who write in and and leave voicemails everybody should get a chance to like be heard and Mm -hmm. sometimes and i'm not saying sierra did this Mm -hmm. but we've had like people in the past that have really just abused the the call-in feature to the point where nobody else really got a word at edge wise it kind of exasperates us it takes a lot of our time and um it's like the show becomes about them um what i really was impressed by and really loved about uh sierra is how you know she didn't take our like playful banter and being like hey you know maybe next week leave some a couple less voicemails or whatever she didn't take that and get angry right or take that and say some sideways shit to us on social media or something we've had we've people had that before. do that you know we mm-hmm. try to make it a joke we try to be light-hearted about it because i'm nobody mean most people don't mean what bad when you no, they don't. when they they're just excited they love the show right. and they're excited and they want to express their love and they want to like show something back and we provide this entertainment um uh, for hours on end throughout the week and they might like want to want to say something back and so and which is fine but you know uh i think sometimes in the past we've been like hey you left 17 voicemails or y- y- your emails are really really long and we can and we've had people get mad at us like how dare we you know 
so uh that was the thing that was the most impressive about um her response was just you know we was on we went we were on twitter just joking around the other day man i I appreciate her um, people yeah i appreciate her for for being cool you know um uh, it's sad that that we have to like really give people credit for shit like that these days but that's the truth i i you know it makes us nervous sometimes that fans Mm -hmm. are going to take things personal or or get offended by something when we really mean no offense right we got emails episode 1390 from Ange. she writes hi rider karen okay first off i'm behind on the episode so i'm working hard to catch up my favorite part of your show besides fucking with black people guess the race and white people news is the feedback shows in episode 1390 you had a listener who said they put syrup in their grits what the fuck are you kidding me right now really i am a grit i'm a grit girl raised in the south and ain't no way somebody gonna get away with syrup in their grits why doesn't the listener just buy a box of farina and get it over with this is a sad day in trump's america i don't even know what farina is well you can google it i mean no i mean (laughs) or you can just derail the the beautiful rant that was in this email go ahead i'm sorry no fuck it now i mean it's time to google it go ahead and take your time i will Mm mm-hmm it's cream of wheat karen oh okay i just googled it for you thank you and this is a sad day in trump's america when someone can get away with this type of assault i'm appalled people of the north get your grits revolution and keep syrup sugar out of your grits on the kit kat front i don't eat kit kats often but when i do i break the sticks in half bite the halves in half and poof my aggression is gone and i'm ready for some white people news ah <laughs> i love you guys please keep it coming because nothing's wrong if it's funny Ange, thank you thank you yeah syrup in the grits is new for me but you know what if it works for you then it works for you what am i gonna say karen eat cereal milk first i don't know who is me to judge you will not keep me in the cereal bowl i think outside the bowl oh so now you are outside the bowl i'm outside the bowl okay earlier you was trying to say i can't kick you out the bowl you are outside the bowl I'm a, and i'm not live life outside the bowl people you will not put me back in the bowl i am outside the bowl you know how i eat my cereal i open up the box and i just pour the milk right into that bag inside the box and just eat it that way ah! i'm outside of the bowl and inside the box but i'm inside that's the too, bag unless i take the bag outside no, of the box then i'm outside no, the box that's, with that's, the bag too much for my brain Mm-mm. john writes in emma please dear rod and karen ah! first off just want to echo all the praise you got on your discussion about the hbcu picture it was incredibly educated for me to hear your perspective on the topic of emma watson and beyonce the thing that really gets me is not only would it be pretty easy and painless for watson to apologize and admit she was wrong but uh she could even use it as a teachable moment for other feminists like from her perspective see even women like me can internalize sexism like body policing because we have been so thoroughly marinated in it from our patriarchal society she would get so much applause probably more than she would deserve and would be elevated even more as a voice of feminism of course it would be even better if she admitted the way racism does the same things and leads us white people to make these kinds of oversights like she did with beyonce's with the, her beyonce bs but i'm not gonna hold my breath for that yeah she already released like her quote-unquote statement and it was just the context of the interview where she went on to praise beyonce in some areas but it was like essentially you still had the same point which which is that um the reason she excused it is because she was doing it for her husband and that that 
is different than just doing it for the male gaze or for just people in general to think about her being sexy or whatever but it's like the picture you took in this magazine was not for your husband so either way you got a double standard either way you got a double standard you had a bunch of qualifications for beyonce that you don't have for yourself and that's cool you just got double standards and all you got to say is my bad i did you know i it's been a few years and i just i was still working through it at the time blah 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 but instead you're just gonna get her tweeting out the pictures of the interview and then a lot of people are gonna defend her no matter what uh can't wait to see the harriet tubman and toilet snakes double feature sign me up ah p.s i loved your review of moonlight with bossy i have not been so moved by a film in a long time it was really a damn near perfect film and i think everyone should see this movie and they ought to teach it in film school on a related note fuck la la land love john (laughs) man la la land caught all the shade this year man i almost feel bad for them but you know they white yeah folks just coming and acting like with the greatest shit ever yeah you know i hadn't seen it but me as a movie critic with my uneducated ass answer like all these other white folks i got the right to do it too no i didn't watch everything and my opinion is no Mm -hmm. that's that's true equality uh trump's passion your patience and the beehive trump's passion this is from uh kumi who writes in uh trump's passion everything in episode 1396 was chill until trump's passion got a bump out out there the whole time uh that awkward conversation was happening i kept telling my android device girl ain't nobody got going to buy this lemon sending it back to the country dealership <laughs> your patience rod and karen i envy your ability to let people finish their dangerous opinions without without people dying in the street oh without people dying in the streets i feel my moral obligation is to stand by my fellow minorities at odds with my civility for fair debate and decorum but i would rather eat the mystery meat at the office potluck to entertain trump's passion as a good thing ah! danny was tripping over the tbgwt high <laughs> p.s uh in my mind i can hear the comments being typed as you shouted no don't comment don't comment uh guys i'm good um oh man my eyes were crying from laughter when you said well you had that initial reaction it's like the blackout test community are their own beehive and danny accidentally tripped over the nest could be its own horror movie the comments and the tagline could go they going in on you anyways you guys killed it yet again this episode thanks kumi thanks man thank you um yeah i i don't know man i'm glad y'all didn't really go in on danny i actually appreciate i saw a couple people say things to her and i tried to you know be like uh and some people attributed other shit to her like thatcher said something about hitler being okay for 10 years or something which i don't know that to be honest i don't know enough about germany and their history to know if he was cool ever i just know it's hard to give anybody crops that like you know exterminated jewish people so it really don't matter i'm not looking for the good 10 years to be like if he would have just stopped there you know i'm not i'm just not that kind of person and i think it does say something that the the youngest people in the room had those thoughts because i think also for a lot of people when you're young a lot of shit is academic so it takes a while living in the world before you see how real the things that you just learned about how real they really are 
and and how they shaped and affected people and then and then it's a little less uh of a of just a thought exercise for you uh oh this is an email for spoiler review for get out i'll put that in the comments to get out uh malcolm writes in what up fam i have a question my eighth grade daughter oh and it's called non-homophobic solution my eighth grade daughter recently got a new student in her class on two occasions she told my daughter she has a fat ass and she can turn her gay i put my foot in my mouth in the past on this show concerning homosexuality so i'm asking you two how do you handle this non-homophobically how do you handle it non-homophobic what is first of all how do you handle this homophobically right i i like is there um i mean i mean there are rules for this because basically your child is getting harassed and there are you know protocols to a child being harassed uh regardless i i I, i'm very confused so we handle things homophobically and non-homophobically now we separate but equal i don't understand i what how do you handle this i just want to know what are y'all gonna like commit a hate crime like i think um okay so how do you handle that homophobia you don't commit a hate crime that you definitely don't do yeah that would be um that would be a pretty big number one don't commit any hate crimes Mm -hmm, that would be a pretty big for me in my opinion um that would be a pretty big thing is you don't commit or encourage any hate crimes mm-hmm. um all right if she all right so to be serious though if um she's not putting her hands on her or anything like that um so it's not i don't think it sounds like a matter of uh self-defense or something like you need to hit somebody or get physical um i think she would need to report that to like a teacher yes it's you know right. you as a parent you know maybe um try to uh i mean is this possible to contact the other girl's parents or something like that um because because it is pretty um you know speaking for your daughter uh on your daughter's behalf yeah that's pretty fucked up to get you're getting harassed at school essentially um if you're not returning or courting or even worried about this sort of attention it can be very distracting to your job to your to what your job is as a student um it can be very intimidating um you know just the same way that i would say handle it the same way you would if there was some boy that was like you got a fat ass i don't no, know why like it's, it's not a different yeah i don't know why mind. it would be any different unless mm. you were gonna do something harmful to the to some kid for telling your daughter she got a fat ass which um you know you might be doing that shit for your whole life if you're gonna be doing something like that you're gonna go to jail um so yeah use the tools that they have at the school man to try to mitigate it man any form of harassment yeah you know um so yeah especially if you know if your daughter feels intimidated and doesn't want to say anything to her or something that could be another a whole deal i don't know your daughter so i don't know if that's something where she would be like like hey leave me the fuck alone and be okay so i don't know but um i would just encourage somebody to get some teachers involved you know yeah and miss smart brought up something and demanded they take it seriously as if it was a boy like yeah I, I, I do not matter what the sex of the of the person that has committed the crime take this shit seriously my child should feel comfortable and a child being gay transgender that's irrelevant you're harassing my child yeah man see if you can get in right in see if you can maybe have school facilitate a meeting with uh the parents of the child or something 
um because because i i just i mean i while i do worry about um how the school would handle it if uh towards um the other child like if it if it really is just like uh uh a kid that that just needs to learn to, to leave people alone shut the fuck up and then they take it overboard but honestly that ain't your problem Mm-mm. your only concern is getting your kid through school right so um and if the school somehow fucks up that other kid's life that's really on that school so um it, like i said i would probably bring it up to the school um to see if you can get the harassment to stop man to, and take it serious like if you got to go down there if you got to write them get it in writing get if you have to have an official meeting mm-hmm but uh that kind of shit is something you definitely want to nip in the bud you know because yep. uh that that's very you know, i just don't think i just think in my mind her being uh, it being a gay child that is trying to her being a gay child that is the one who is trying to holler at your daughter doesn't seem to have any bearing on anything mm-hmm. and i don't know why it would be homophobic to right. then say you can't hit on my daughter she's right. in school is 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 irrelevant to this harassment is harassment and also because you're dealing with school the system who a lot of times does a lot of checks and balances keep notations whenever your child come like keep good notation and keep good notes from your child so that when you go forth on your child behalf you'll have all the information that you need yeah it's, it's just weird to me that you would need advice on this but um i guess i'm glad you had came to us because who knows what the fuck other people would have told you i don't know what your friends in life is like because like i think this is very basic advice i uh i don't i don't know what to, like beat her up or something i don't know what kind of advice you no don't don't do that was thinking would be reason but yeah just don't go to the, go to the, go to the school man that's my you know because even it doesn't matter that the girl is gay it matters that they're harassing your daughter right it's the only thing that would matter i i don't know i don't i don't i don't know what yeah i don't know what the, what being gay would have to do with this so i mean maybe i'm missing something but i just don't know the the point is my daughter should be able to go to school without being harassed you By know anybody. to me it's, to me it's just no different than some boy being like girl i i, I know I'll, I'll turn your ass out i'll make you a freak or something it's like motherfucker we in math you know that's the point so anyway we'll be back tomorrow i hope that advice helps and i hope ah! you haven't done anything no hate crimes since Don't you wrote this crimes. in we'll be covering you on the news yeah and we have a very special uh nerd off tomorrow Woo-hoo! uh at four where the guest will be uh well Karen's gonna be there yay and then uh Jay Lee is gonna be there and then uh amber p from uh black sexy geeky mental and cool or whatever black mm-hmm. sexy geeky and cool black sexy geeky mental let's see battlestar galactica Mental. Black, se- black sexy geeky and mental so uh we'll have her there and uh, and uh it's gonna be a good time man so we'll see uh all the premium folks uh at four mm-hmm. tomorrow and we'll also of course be doing our regular podcast at 10 in the morning yep All right, we'll talk to y'all then. Until then, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.